and welcome to episode 217 of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. That's I'm an empty Kathy. chair. I'm Kathy. Wow, it's a stunning likeness. I, I couldn't even tell she wasn't there. <laughs> you amaze me with your vocal ability, Gonzo. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, I should have I should have been a voice actor or whatever instead of, you know, a project manager. Would have made millions by now. About that. I mean to talk to you about that. <laughs> As a project manager, I think we're actually in the more consistently paid role. Yes. <laughs> Kathy's on Indeed, her way Kathy back, a, so we're we waiting for her. We should both stick to our day jobs. <laughs> yes, we should. Um, look. There she is. Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's gonna be like, "What the fuck's wrong with y'all?" And she's looking at us like, "What the fuck's wrong with those two guys?" Oh, I don't even ask that anymore. You're just like Gallery and Dort. Let's just say he did another stunning vocal impression of you. Oh, I'm sure. Stunning. I'm sure. It stunned me. Did it sound at all like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Just curious. Oh, I, I could do that. We'll, we'll do that I, one I next would time. Say closer to you than Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> if that's the scale. If it's you here and Arnold Schwarzenegger here, it is closer to you than Arnold. Um, oh, okay. All right. So, welcome to episode 217. Let's go ahead and get our business out of the way. Uh, Kathy, say hi to all the people. Hi, all the people. <laughs> we want to thank Turbo Dork for sponsoring our podcast uh, next month, which is uh, what? Not much longer. Uh, we will do another giveaway, $50 giveaway, to uh, Turbo Dork, and you can get you a gift certificate and buy all their cool stuff. Yep. Um, also, we want to thank Midnight Heroes. They are a big sponsor. You can get a link to get a discount at their store. Uh, we will be going over some of their products and their paints today, uh, and uh, we'll see some stuff and talk about some project that they got coming out for their miniatures. Uh, we want to thank Muse on Minis, of course, for hosting all of us and giving us all the space to get this out to everybody and help populating it to everybody so they can hear it. Uh, and also, if you uh, use the code More Than Dice, you can get fifteen uh, percent off their store. Um, and we also want to thank Mini Masterworks. Uh, and I've been getting news that a lot of people have been buying stuff from him lately, which is even cooler because awesome. they uh, they you know we get a thing every time someone buys something and said, "Hey, someone bought something using your code," and I'm like, "Whoop!" So it'd be it's awesome to see that. Um, of course, awesome paint shaker and all the other hobby stuff. And he also sells um, some of the stuff from other companies there too. So you can get some cool stuff. Uh, and of course, we want to thank Parabellum War Games uh, for their great game Conquest, uh, which you can also get a ten percent off discount if you buy using our code, uh, which would be really cool. Uh, link, link says Cookie Link. Uh, link to link. which place, Cookie? Doesn't oh. the link pop up here every so often? Yeah, it'll yeah, pop up it, every so often. It, yeah, depending on which who it is. Which one do we need? Yeah. But if you were telling me which one, one uh, our main about page has links to all of our sponsors. I mean, if you want just below, the, just below. the Turbo Dork one, there's the Turbo Dork one. That showed up not that long ago. Uh, No, Mini Masterworks. Mini Masterworks. I got it. I got, got that it? one too. Okay. Yeah, the Mini Masterworks with the paint shakers. Uh, He has the paint shakers. Um... He has the paint shaker. The minis is um, Midnight Heroes. They, they have the chibi minis, which I'll be showing uh, some of those off. I need to get the wolf because the wolf is super cute. 
we're going to be talking about that because um, that's one of the things that's going to come up. So what's going to happen on the show today is I've got a bunch of their paints. I think I got their entire paint line and uh, some new paints, some new washes that aren't on uh, sale just yet. Uh, they were like, we want you to have these uh, sets and test them out. And I got like four of their Chibi Middle Minis. And we're going to talk about the use of them, what they're going to be having. And I need to talk to Kathy and get her expertise because during the <laughs> summer months, we're going to be painting their chibis up as kind of our sponsorship deal with them to uh, and use their paints to show everything because they have a product coming out with these miniatures pretty soon. Um, that's going to be happening. And so we'll we'll talk about that during the stream. But other than that... Um, I also like the... Uh... The like bull cowboy is super awesome. <laughs> I'll show you the ones that I picked out. I think I picked out four um, and stuff. But other than that, Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? Water. Water. No tea, no also, ginger tea or anything. Also, Jimin's uh, making me ginger lemon tea with honey in it. Uh, that's what I was saying. With the sore throat, I was like, where's that, that honey tea for you? Hmm. And this is this is honey from Wisconsin, made by the same person who makes our our homemade maple syrup. Nice, legit. Yes. He's got his own place where he makes those things. John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am going to crack open this bottle that uh, Banyan found when we cleared off our uh, our. <laughs> Our alcohol stores and moved them to a new spot. Uh, <laughs> Country Fair Caramel Apple Moonshine. Okay, okay. interesting. Uh, and I will be drinking it straight because I don't have to work tomorrow, so I don't fucking care. Ooh, yeah, no work tomorrow for me. It doesn't have to work. Nice. No. Gosh, what are you going to be doing tomorrow not having uh, to work? Uh, fucking video games. Okay. <laughs> I understand this, yes. Maybe even some TV. Maybe watch Obi-Wan since I haven't watched it yet. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, I am actually going to go with uh, Ruby Martin XO. It's going to be my drink of choice tonight. Um, and I don't have to work tomorrow either, but I'm going to take it easy because i got stuff I have to do after this. That sounds like defeatist talk. It is defeatist talk. I have stuff to do after this. I have dessert to eat. And I want more on this later... The event queue is changing something awesome in Memnoyo, so I need to jump in for that. But in any case, I think uh, this week uh, shoutouts. Uh, we should just shout out. Uh, we got three technically. Well, well, for all the victims out there, let's be honest, because oh, it's yeah. been a fuck of a couple weeks. Yeah, it has been, and uh, fuck those cops. Yeah, I hate to say that because I'm not usually a big fan of that, but uh, yeah. I understand. So what made a big thing is, you know, we can't make them risk their lives. I understand that, but it's still terrible. So I think we should just leave our shout out as that. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Do anything you can to help others. Yes, 100%. But also make sure you're taking care of yourself. Remember, it's not selfish to take care of yourself, too. And if you're not taking care of yourself, we'll probably have to force you and make you go take care of yourself. Indeed. And if you need us, like, talk anything, hit us up. I'm always happy to talk. I am your emotional support human, should you ever need one. <laughs> Can I pet you like my dogs? Cookie you wants uh, three will show up. Scratch your belly? Potentially, Cookie. Uh, you don't want to scratch my belly. Because <laughs> I do that leg thing like a dog does. My legs are slightly bigger than your dogs, and they hurt a lot. <laughs> and they're kind of nut-seeking. 
Yeah, it was just crazy like that. Cookie, I don't think you want any of us to do housework for you. I clean a mean bathroom. I pay someone to do that. Fair enough. But anyways. Cheers, everybody. Be safe out there. Be safe. Cheers. That's so good. Oh, my. Is that strong? No, it's not nearly strong like I thought it would be. It has Usually they're, like, super strong. An interesting taste. You get much more caramel than apple. Okay. Uh, no, we're not over, Bob. We're just starting. Maybe it's, maybe it's the kind of strong that uh, sneaks up on you later. It's an interesting scent. And the tiny hint of a uh, aftertaste. Yes. Usually they're like heavy apple and like, you know, fire down your gut. Because when it says moonshine, it's usually, you know, they over, oh, no. over-exaggerate no, it, it. No, this is like fucking nothing. That's probably a, a terrible, terrible mistake on my part. <laughs> it's Kool-Aid. It's interesting. It, it definitely has much more of a caramel. How would that go? An apple pie with ice cream? Fucking A. That's how that would go. Ooh. <laughs> right now. Ba- I'm, I'm message Bania when he comes home from his parents. Bring me some apple pie and ice cream. He's not going to, though. <laughs> never does. He never brings you anything? That's not true. Is he nice like that sometimes? Oh, he doesn't stop at places to get stuff, but that's okay. I, I actually expect him to. Let's go and switch over the paint cam so we'll get this going. Um, Guys, definitely take care of yourself these yeah. coming days. It's very important. We want to see you at all the next conventions we go to. Hang out with you. Blah, blah, blah. Give we want hugs. To see you pop, we want to see your name pop up in chat to know that you're okay. Yeah. And you're having fun watching us. So just let us know, you know. I'm so serious I, about that. I did get the model put together that I'm going to paint for Mizzy. Hmm. It's interesting. Oh, we were talking about that. What paints and what colors and all to use. Yeah, we decided did on... You, did you see that? There's a wild uh, James Wapple sighting that was brief right there. It was what? so brief I didn't even catch it. I feel like I've missed... Yeah. The ninja. So I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to base it. Oh, don't know what I'm really going to base it. And then uh, start painting it up. Probably do that tomorrow. But... It's a really good build. I mean, it is resin and metal, but definitely cleaning and using uh, the Sonic Cleaner on all the metal worked wonders for putting stuff together. It really took off all that crap. Oh, and... wow. I do see the uh, Necrons meets the Opera Singer from Fifth Element. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, I'd say you could do the blue with the green, but that looks too much like uh, Gonzo's uh, already sort of paint scheme for his... Uh... Warcaster models. Yeah. Well, she's chose the red rum. Red rum. Red rum. So we'll go with that one. It's the second time I've heard that joke today. Hmm. Let's hear it. Oh, video. Really neat. Went to other. Went to other really well. Just be thing. careful, Mizzy, because uh, so the red rum's not a color shift one, correct? Correct. It's just a meta- okay. It's a red metallic. All right, they are set then, so you can you can you can clean it up and do it again. The color shift ones gets a little sketch if you have to try and clean it up and go again yeah wait gonzo made you not pick the blue and purple yes i told her well, she couldn't check she couldn't cho- couldn't choose blue and purple why not because i have blue and purple and she had to so? choose something red nope 
not how this works. <laughs> That's not how painting works. You don't let people choose your paint schemes. You choose your paint schemes. <laughs> yeah. Do I got do I got to fly down there and explain it all to everyone? That's that's yeah, that is a strike. <laughs> Cuz I'm a meanie. So, I got some of the super chibi stuff from uh, Midnight Heroes. And Midnight Heroes is actually doing a miniature game with their chibis. I saw that on their online store. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They're going to be doing a miniature game. It's going to be played on like a two by two area. Oh, two by two is tiny, but yeah. awesome. Which, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, this is like one of their bigger models. This is one of their mechs. And it's on a 40 millimeter base. Let me try to. You know, they're resin 3D printed. <laughs> That's one of the ones I was looking at also. Yeah. I was like, uh, this one seems cool. I'll probably put them together while we're on the stream we're talking about this. But most of the models sit on a 25 millimeter base, which was interesting to me. Like, here's the head. But it's all resin 3D printed. I can see, you know, where the attachments were, you know, since I know what to look for type thing. Yeah, but it looks like it's pretty good quality. It's not oh, like yeah. you're getting those uh, those lines and all that some of them yeah, do. There's no, no no lines. The bases do because like the 25 millimeter bases are done with a filament printer, it looks like. Oh, they'll hydrate again. Probably keeping me from getting too messed up. Ooh, fuck up. The only thing Cheers. I have to drink is... Mm. Hey, Kathy. Stretch. Stretch. Okay. And they're really making us work tonight. It's been a long time since we had stretch. But you know what? I can't. I can't. Oh. I literally physically, physically can't. Can't <laughs> do that right now. I'll be right now. back. I forgot something. Like water. Uh, sorry, sorry. Let's go, blood. Just remind us next time you're in and Kathy's feeling better. We owe you a stretch. Yeah, my my joints and muscles will not let me do that right now. But I will hydrate. That's why I always keep water for the hydrating. And he's left us here to talk. Oh, there he is. He's back. Okay, sorry. So, everybody there? Okay. Did you get water? No. Shame. So, I got also the pirate. What? Oh, a super cute pirate. Yeah. That's a busy model. I've ever seen it before. Is there, that a is that a support on the hat? There is a support on the hat, so I'm gonna have to fix that. Not a big deal. I mean, it's and then file it down. Got very little. You got a little bit of lineage right here, but it's nothing that's not fixable. Uh, what I do find with all these models coming out and 3D printing becoming a thing is we're all gonna have to up our game as far as tool wise to clean them, because files and exacto knives and seam scrapers aren't going to do it for everything you're going to need sandpaper or sanding sticks or shit like that to do more Which, fine talking uh, about sanding sticks yeah. uh, these come from um mini masterworks uh, i have some mini masterworks sanding sticks yeah you can you i mean i know they're a sponsor but you can also get them other places yeah <laughs> Which is not okay, like, this one well. had a few, yeah. few supports, which I'll have to file down. Not a big deal. I mean, Captain I have you piece. absolutely need to buy that. Yeah. There's no mites about it. 
Uh, and I'll probably put these together. One of and them then I won't she can have the same hair color as you. Which you can I thought that, that exact thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I get one, I gotta paint it up with Captain Izzy's hair. Because that <laughs> seems appropriate. <laughs> and then I got uh, Takata. Which is like a ninja type. He's got katanas. More like a ninja. And like I said, the big... I, I I like the uh, the wolf, like the dire wolf one. I thought that was just super cute, but it's that's on brand. I mean, it is sort of like a cat ninja. He's got a very cat motif. Right. There's nothing, you know. Just got to do simple cleanup because it is a resin print, but mm-hmm. it's not bad. There's nothing wrong. I'll be honest. I think the the baseline quality of models has consistently been going up over the past couple of years. Oh yeah. Yeah. For resin Which, printing. Oh, so for every, for the, every model, for the all the models. Part, yeah. For the most part. So this was the model. Uh, we, I got one more model show, but remember I paint, I printed this one up. Oh, you can't even see it because it's black. Wow. I really can't see that. Wow, no kidding. Your, it's like I put hand behind it. There you go. Open. I can see it a little bit when you get up close to the thing. Because yeah. the light reflects off of it. Yeah. Well, it's prime black, so there's probably a reason I probably need yeah. to turn up my brightness. But I 3D printed this one, and this was with my old printer. And it's still a decent print, but it's got, like, mold lines on it. And so I used my 6K printer, and the detail is such a big difference. Oh. Like, it, it's, it's shiny. There's so much. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, Sarge says fingernail motorized files are good for 3D prints. Works like a Dremel, but not as high RPM, which is important. Yes. Yep. I know a number of people who use those. I have that in my wish list. They come with a bunch of tips. So, I was <laughs> my friend took me to get a manicure once, <clears throat> and the person doing my nails was using one of those. And I had that thought while I was sitting there. I'm like. You could use this for minis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we see anytime we see any tool like you know I bet yeah. it can use that for minis. I'm going to repurpose that. But yeah, using the new yeah. 6K printer, you can't. I mean, there's you have to get really, really close, and you can see a line. But I mean, see if you can see the shine on this, it's like night and day from the other one, and it's so weird. And they're roughly about the same size. Of course, this one type thing. I think this one's a little bit bigger, but, and I know you can't see this one because it's all, because of the, I should turn up the brightness, but this one turned out much, much better and has very, 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 very faint lines with that printer. But it looks really, really good. Yeah, it does. And then the last chibi I got is I bought the witch. Um, This model of Essa. And she's just a little witch with a big old hat. And this one, I noticed that she doesn't really sit on the base very well because of the cloaks that she's got back here. So she kind of like sits like tippy-toed because she's got one foot up and everything. So I think I'm going to like put her on like a... Oh, I mean, if she's just on tippy-toe and and the cloak also touches the base, you can just attach it at those points. Well, I I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a rod in the bottom of it and kind of make her floating. That works. I was going to say oh, just pin yeah. her, in, pin her yeah. in general, 
because with all that stuff around, if you even just on the base, no one will ever tell. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put like a little rod underneath and drill it in and put it in here, and so it make it like she's floating. Yeah. Wait, but so I mean, he won't I'll pin look... his stuff to keep it from breaking, but he'll pin it to make it look floating. Whatever. <laughs> I, I tell nothing but the truth. Oh. <laughs> what? Cookie uh, did Transformers, so let's uh, see who we got here. Is, is Cookie the one making all this stuff happening? No, well, no Misco, Misco was also making stuff happen. And thank you, Mizzy, for refunding Misco's points for stretch. Yes. Because I'm, uh, I'm an invalid right now. <laughs> You're not invalid. But what was really cool is they sent me all the, I got all the paints, their entire paint line. So interesting thing, their entire, their bottles are much smaller. But oh. their price is much smaller, too. Like, these bottles are only, like, $2.30, I think, something like that. But they're all, like, super bright. And I haven't even opened them yet. Haven't shaken them up. Nothing. So I have no clue. Haven't had a chance to test them and play with them yet. So this is a wash. Uh, they look like some fun colors. Yes, they're very bright, you know, like, neon range. They gave me all the neon range. Ooh. Fisco so you know, like, says, and yet you are not in the couch napping, Kathy. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. I'm sitting up instead. But look, where's? But look, look. See, I have a I have a squishy friend next to me to give me a moral support. Shell if I get too far off camera or something with my two uh, here. Alright, so I've got three washes and four neon colors. And then the other paint line. Now, like I said, these bottles... Oh, actually, four washes. Excuse me. So here is... Everybody kind of knows the standard, you know, army painter size. And compare it. So these are... I don't know how much. It doesn't say how much is in here. All right, this part is the pain. Because i got to flip the flux capacitor part around. But they're definitely, you know, they're a smaller bottle, but they, they only charge like $2 and some odd cents. So they're a much it's cheaper. Not no. It is a smaller bottle, but it is much cheaper. Um, but like, okay, so here's the neon range. Got a neon orange. I'm going to change the brightness on this because everything seems to be really dark. Let me change the brightness on that. Yeah, there goes the back of Mr. Fusion there. <laughs> Yeah, they made the Mr. Fusion come off the car and it adds, it like jumps, it sticks on the back of the gun. Which is kind of funny, actually. Just pops off because it ends up overlapping with the uh, the forearm there, which is a pain, but Ooh. maybe you can make it work sideways. There we go, sideways works. And he's got his big electric hook thing that goes on his arm. This is uh, Gigawatt, who is uh, obviously the Back to the Future themed one. 
Oh, oh, okay. They made a bunch of them. They did a, uh, they did an X Men one. They did a Dracula one. They did Ghostbusters. Um, so a lot of cool ones. I only got this one. The Ghostbusters ones are kind of cool. Some of those are kind of jank, but let's be honest, uh, Hasbro's quality's been going kind of sideways. But you see, he's got the flux capacitors with all the dates there on the front. He looks cool. He's got sort of like goggles. So I like this guy. He's super cool. These are not these neons. Are well, there you go, Cookie. Up. Uh, Cookie, I agree. A Mystery Machine Transformer would be an instant purchase for me. Also, <laughs> I have to read Cookie out loud. Cookie's comments previous to that. Okay. He says, "Well, I know who Shy should send all my Transformers to." And I said, yes. And he goes, I hope Kathy enjoys them. Except <laughs> <laughs> for John probably would more. Uh, Cookie says, I want to see John's face when you open a mint inbox Optimus Prime on stream. I'll be excited. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I am not like a collector. I just buy the ones that I like that are cool. Yeah. And why did my camera go completely again? And I, I absolutely back. would. I always wanted Transformers when I was younger, and I never them? got them. So, but yeah, I have a, I have a big oh. soft spot in my heart for Scooby Doo. I used to watch that every day after school with my brother and my dad. Hey, Rathu. Hey, Rathu. There we go. I think we finally got that camera fixed again. Sorry. I wanted to switch to a scene where you guys get to see me transform since he spent points on Transformers. Cheers. I'm interested in some of their paints because I've been interested in expanding. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, they're $2 a piece, two and some dollars a piece. That's not bad. Yeah, five watches. I have five watches, not four. I am mostly interested in what their washes do. Um, so they got like their basic, you, you got your color range, your normal color range, and you got like four neon colors, which are kind of the fluorescent colors that, you know, you're used to, like Kathy's shown before. I love those. Those are yeah. really cool. I'm having, not always finding a place to use them, but I keep looking. Yeah. A green, pink, orange, and a yellow. Uh, the washes, there's an amethyst, uh, rot. Skyline, Rot, Leatherback, and Void. There's a black one. Yeah, the, the, I'm very interested in Leatherback and Void. All right, so let me, uh, I'll put some out on them. Let me shake them up in my custom uh, shaker from uh, Mini Masterworks. <laughs> uh, Cookie, yes, I would buy an 18 van transformer. The only reason oh. I haven't bought the, uh, they do the uh, Ecto-1. They do two, two Ghostbusters ones. They have an Ecto-1, which I really want to get, but it's secondary market now, so kind of hit or miss. And then they also do a... I forget what they name it, but it's like an Optimus Prime mold, but they do it in Ghostbusters colors with some Ghostbusters-themed stuff, which I also would take if I find a good price. But the rest is just... I don't buy them because I don't like them, or I buy them because they're kind of eh. Like, they're, for Top Gun, they did a, a F-18 Hornet, which is what he's flying in Top Gun Maverick. It's just not the paint scheme on it's terrible. Like otherwise, the quality's good. It comes to the volleyball, which is hilarious. 
you know, they do a Dracula one, which I'm not really interested in. The X-Men, they do the X-Jet, which, you know, is the uh, cartoon one, not the other ones. Um, so that would be cool, but it's just kind of eh. So I, I keep looking at them, but, uh, you know, I got to be careful. I'm, I'm only getting stuff I think is special now. Uh, Lego Ghostbusters Fire Hall. I have not seen it, but it sounds cool. Yeah, that does sound cool. I've seen a lot of crazy Lego things. The guy is a big Lego fan. He's got a Lego typewriter that works. Well, I mean, works as in you can type on the keys and the things move. So. Harassi <clears throat> wants to know what is the best fluorescent neon green? Tried Vallejo and wasn't that impressed. It was kind of gel-like in consistency and left quite a shiny finish. Uh, so... There is no fluorescent that will be opaque. I will just tell you that right now. Uh, the one I like, ah, ouch. Which I don't know if you could get that in Europe, but let me just quick switch my uh, switching camera, cameras. Switch my camera to to this one. This is uh. Oh, golden. I can't, I can't, there we go. So this is golden acrylic fluorescent green. Uh, it's part of their high flow, I think they call it. High flow acrylics from golden. So it has the same consistency as miniature paints. Uh, I don't know if, if, if they sell them in Europe though. Although they have it in Spanish and in French, but... You know, that doesn't mean anything because we're connected to Mexico and Canada, so. <laughs> um, that is, I love the Golden High Flow uh, acrylic fluorescents. They have a fantastic uh, pink that's sort of a magenta. They have this fantastic yellow uh, chartreuse color. Yeah, those are good. Chartreuse. They're, their fluorescent orange is really good. Um, yeah, I don't use a lot of fluorescent. I've used some of the Faleho ones, and they're much the same where they're not obviously going to fully cover things, but over white, they're okay. I have also heard the green stuff world fluorescents are pretty good. So, And I know they're from Spain, so I think, yeah. You might be able to get the green stuff world easier. So that black wash looks good and, and dark, but not covering the top, not the staining the top too well. Cephalopod fluorescence, interesting. There's so many out there. You just gotta at some point you just gotta take a chance. You gotta go find enough on a website that you like, take a purchase, and see what you like. Make some notes and go. I think the notes are important because you're gonna forget. I like what you're doing with this base, Gonzo, with the different colors of wash. And then when you get them together, they'll blend together. I like to do that on bases myself. Just put patches of different colored washes that, that I let just blend together. I'm pretty sure he's just testing. Even so, it it's, produces it, good results. It has, it has a good texture. I like that. It has a good, uh, they, they go very, they're very watery and get in the recesses more than staining stuff. Yeah, there's definitely, it's not, 
it's it's going in the recesses. Now it's lightly stained in the top because of course you put it over the top of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's not like saturating it out and you know getting like crazy with it. It's well, it's a wash. It shouldn't be opaque. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So but let's do. I want to do some are hit or miss over light colors where you some stain more than others. Yeah, and that's sort of how I judge them now because I want the right wash, the right job. Sometimes I want a good stain and almost ink style. And sometimes I just want it to go into the fucking crevices. Yeah. And as you know, Kathy. As the burn punk says, the FW inks, and I don't know what FW is. It just means Forge World to me, and I think that's not what you meant. Uh, Or De La Rowney uh, inks. Fair enough. For for fluorescent. Which I've never used, but he likes them, and Slade likes the cephalopod ones. So if you're looking for fluorescence, we've just given you many, many options. Here's the fluorescent pink. Figured I'd pull that out. Ooh, that is very pink. Ooh. Oh, yeah, like it that. is super, super pink. Uh, with your camera, it looks almost uh, magenta, but I know it's Yeah, not. I imagine it's much more of a saturated oh, yeah, This is like a Pepto with pink. The light can of Almost off. like a Pepto pink. Wait, Pepto? Oh, oh Pepto Bismol? I'm oh no 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 no! That's not as no. saturated as I would think. Though. No, that's not. It's not a Pepto pink. Um, You're a little little. Need to move it up a little bit. There you go. A little bit more. There we go. Is it super saturated? I mean, it is. Yeah, that's light, almost. That's almost like a paint. Yeah. Of it yeah. In an interesting way. It's going on pretty good. I would thin yeah. it out a little bit because it is kind of thick. That's what she said. <laughs> but I it's definitely... still not going to be opaque because you know you look at it and even though it looks thick it's still yeah. covering just like the other ones I mean it goes on fine I didn't see you know no glaring issues you know what I'm saying because uh, I, I haven't pulled out any of their paint so let's try just a let's try just a basic their basic green called shadow spire let me shake that up we'll put that put that on the base and see how it goes so, Kathy, uh, in painting Mr. Sinister, then painting Enchantress, I can definitely see uh, the difference in detail of those two models, and they're not that far apart. Because all the detail on Enchantress's magic is all very soft. There's not much to it. It's very smooth, rounded. Oh, well, very his organic. Has, yeah, his has a lot, much more crevices where you could do, like I did with the... Uh, the magenta, then the purple, and the recesses to get yeah. some better. That looks very thick. So I'm having a little trouble with that. I was thinking maybe just making some swirls of a different color in there. Uh, it's just sort of make it look like something in there. Well, that we'll seems like a good idea. Like lighter, lighter colored swirls. Either lighter or darker, just something to stand out. Because even no matter how much dry brush and all I do, it's still there's not enough edges for the dry brushing to really do anything, and there's not enough defined areas for you to really highlight well. There's a couple, but it's just few and far between. So you could do uh, a little freehand kind of design swirly things in white, and then go over that with a really transparent. Like if you had a fluorescent color, 
which I mean, I've got a whole bunch of and I've got a bunch of Reaper clears, and I got the fluorescent uh, pink from Reaper. I think. And Reaper, that yeah. might make it look almost like uh, those got... early things are glowing. Oh, yeah. well, you can see what color it is because I um... model color uh, fluorescent. Yeah, exactly. fluorescent. Fluorescent. Uh, yes. It's what I used inherently on uh, Mr. Sinister also. I've used that. Yeah, I have that. So just trying to figure out stuff to do. Because, I mean, I think it looks okay. Like, I could leave it now and it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just want to go more than okay. That's a 40. Did it change this so you could actually see this model? Uh, not bad. That's no, much better. Like he's, it's not yeah, you like can actually see that there's a model black. there. <laughs> yeah. Before it was like not quite perfect stealth. It was very good stealth. Yeah. So, they are going to be having a summer sale on all of their stuff uh, during the yes. June, July, and August, uh, and you'll get like an extra discount with our discount code coming up. Uh, I think it's going to go up to almost like 35%. Oh, wow. Um, for people that use our discount code. 30, Midnight 35. Heroes? Yeah, Midnight Heroes. Yeah, they're going to be doing a summer uh, thing coming up. Cool. And so they'll be doing extra discount codes. And so I figured, you know, for the summer month, I'll paint like one miniature a month. And use just their paint line, just to kind of, you know, highlight their stuff type thing. And so, they don't have a paint scheme. So you, I mean, there are, a, you know, they do have, somebody has painted their models for them. But there's not a scheme or anything, so it's pretty much all up to you. And the game they got coming out will use all the models from their paint, their, their line. Okay, this glue is giving me a fit. Is there any glue in there? Yeah, there's glue in there. Hmm. And so, like, their miniature game they got coming out is going to be played on a 2x2. Two two, uses all the chibi models. On top of using all the chibi models, there is not a faction, you know, type thing. So you can play with whatever. And build your army however you want. There is like a little bit. There is a little bit of limitation. Like, uh, you can only have a certain amount of models on the board at a time, which is okay. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um, very simple style game. Use two d six, and that's it. Um, they're pretty good. Uh, but it uses their entire range of models, and you can build with all the range of their models in the thing. You do get bonuses if you play with, like, certain things together, like the wolves and the wolf riders. You can get a bonus for playing with those in one, you know, all at one time. Oops, got a little bit of glue on the side of that. Oop. I messed it up. This is why you should hold the piece together until it cures a little bit. And I let thought it, it did. Not that quickly. It's super glue, son. Super glue, son. 
But patience uh, is a virtue. Mm-hmm. They do have a special. Like, there's going to be a spe- summer special going on, and you'll get extra discount. But I think it's cool. Just they have some cool models just to paint because they look fun. Correct. And they're cheap too. Uh, I think what they're like ten to twelve dollars a piece. Uh, fifteen to twenty. Oh, 15 to 20? Okay. Still. Yeah, the one you have is 20. The wolf I was looking at is 15. Still fine. Not yeah. Like, you know. They they are closer to cheap than to than to Games Workshop, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Big shocker, right? I mean, fair. Damn, you don't give that any drying time. He's just going to the next bit. I did it. It's sticking. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. That's why I usually assemble models so I'm watching something so I can just hold the one side together <laughs> while I'm watching and then go on to the next side. Okay, this one's going to need some little bit of filing. And it is resin, so be careful. I know I should be wearing a mask, but it's only like small little things. That's why you wear the mask. I was good, and I wore the mask for doing all six of these Elder Scroll minis from Modiphius that I was putting together, um, like Monday or Tuesday. How are those models, by the way? They're really, really detailed. Really good. And uh, I was, frankly, a bit surprised. I didn't know what to expect, but, you know, there's so many these days where the details are kind of mushy. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Little, like little maybe little... They, they sculpt it at a larger scale and they shrink it down and things get mushy. But all the details on these are really sharp. Are you painting them for somebody or? I'm, uh, they're actually going to be sponsoring my Gen Con stream oh, gotcha. uh, for at least one episode. Awesome. So, yeah. They're a good company to love the good things uh, hobby-wise. So. Yeah. Yeah, I looked into it and the, the game, for the most part, is a, uh, I would say... It, it's it's not a multiplayer, so you don't play against anybody. You play against you know the monsters. It's like a descent style type game. I mean, you play against somebody in descent. Cookie, I'm hoping this happens on Tuesday night. <sighs> hoping I feel uh, no, no, well enough for. We are confident we you are going to feel well or not well enough. We're going to believe, and you're going to feel well enough. That's how this is going to go. We all believe. Okay. That seems fair. Power of positive thinking, right? That was a resounding silence after my right. Very well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sure, sure, sure. Very worried the hell of a celebratory hot dish ice cream cake. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's, That's bold. Only if it actually looks like a hot dish and then it's an ice cream cake, like all those cake videos you see where it's like 
Oh, here's this thing that's not cake. Ah, ha, fooled you, it's cake. That's like, that's like, uh, that's like that, that German ice cream thing, uh, spaghetti ice, where it looks like spaghetti, but all the noodly parts are ice cream, and this, and the, the sauce is actually like a, a strawberry sauce, and, and it just seems so weird, but I guess it tastes good, and that's the thing there. But the tots are Rice Krispies with marshmallow. Uh, I mean, fucking A. I'm there for Rice Krispies with marshmallow. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Rice Krispies <laughs> treats. Hell yeah. I mean, they had me at ice cream cake. Okay, I'll be honest. I'm a fat yeah. guy. They had me at cake. Yeah, Big Jim Slade bat milk ice cream. Uh, just, Only maybe, just... maybe this time it'll be sweetened. That was a whole thing in... Uh, in a D&D adventure. Oh, okay. You know, like, when dragons have you to dinner, and they are not familiar with human food, and somebody says, hey, what about ice cream? And so they say, well, I, we, I, we can give it a try. Just describe what it is to us. And they said, it's like frozen milk. And, uh... You know, so they weren't specific about what kind of milk it was. Yep, yep, yep. So you know how these things happen. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like the only time wish. in role-playing, the only time in role-playing games when I've been invited to uh, uh, dinner with a dragon, it's ended in gunfire. Oh, this was. This is actually very entertaining. I this is one that I was watching. Slade was playing in it. That was a that was a Pyro Club Friday night D and D thing. It was it was very entertaining. I tell you, if you're playing any sort of shadow or anything like that, the best way to mess with your players is like, all right, well now you need to go out to dinner in your finest clothes, but you still need to potentially bring protection because shit could go sideways. As you see what choices does. people make. <laughs> As they always do in Shadowrun. Oh yeah, I mean. It's a role-playing game. Plans don't go as they're supposed to. Never. Never. In fact, if they do, it's just because you've walked into a cunning-related trap by the enemy. So it looks like they're pretty easy to clean up in general. Yeah, I'm not seeing any made. I mean, like little, you know, parts where the gate, you know, the the support was, and it's like the end of the support. So you just simply shave it down. Oh, yeah. And some of them you can just kind of knock off with your finger. Well, you're going to want to go after that with something else just in case. Yeah. But less is more. And, of course, these files are great because they're bendy, and so you're not really, you're not going to be digging into the model much. You don't know me. <laughs> so that one Gonzo you're not going to listen to me but I suggest you glue them to the base first let it completely dry then put all those flimsy arms and shit on they're not flimsy I was going to dry fit everything first because I wanted to see where everything was I mean it's a good idea in general I would suggest dry fitting everything always Yes. 
Nick. See, I don't know if you can see this right here where support was. It's really, really tiny. Yeah, you can see it. I'm not going to attempt cutting it because it's resin and it could snap. Well, if, you're sh if your blade's sharp enough, you ain't going to worry about that. Yeah. Mm. I'm just going to... In fact, I find that's, I usually keep a couple hobby knives since I have a million hobby knife, you know, holders. You always want to keep one that is always super sharp. And you, when you rotate it out as it gets less sharp and take your least sharp one, get rid of that and use a new blade. It's a circle of hobby knives. And please don't tell me you only have one hobby knife. Come on, give it the program. I used to steal, uh, steal, well, yeah, steal, uh, uh, scalpels from my mom. She'd have them in the desk drawer from work and use those for, like, the fine stuff like that. But now I just buy new blades frequently, so I have... You can get them on Amazon in bulk, because for the most part, to blade a blade, though Exacto does make some really, really sharp fucking blades if you want. I've done one where it's like, hey, do this survey. We'll send you a new, you know, a couple of these blades we're working on they're super sharp and they were super sharp but i don't feel like paying the kind of money they want for them be like super luxury high repurchase at that point the hardest thing with resin i think is the one material where you want to take on the finer bits you take your seam scraper and you put that away yeah it doesn't have a blade, so on sturdier stuff or bigger parts of resin, it'll be fine. But when you get into the finer stuff, it might just, just fuck it up. So don't do it. I'll be fair, though. I've been pretty spoiled by Marvel Crisis Protocol models because they're pretty good overall. They're very clean, yeah. These ones weren't too bad, but there was still... There were a couple of these resin ones that had a little bit of the mold slip. Mm -hmm. The shift, yeah. Yeah, which is a little disappointing, but it wasn't bad enough where I couldn't just, you know, fix it like a mold line. Yeah. But I did wear a mask. That was you know, what made me think of it to begin because, with. Because you should. Yeah, I haven't always done that with resin, but... None of us have always, but That's, safety should be first. And it really is a good idea. So I keep my respirator around now because I can go full on silly. It is up there. I still feel like grabbing it. Just to move it to the behind me stuff over here. So like the forty millimeter the forty millimeter base is a resin print. This is an FDM print. But you could crank out a ton of these in, like, no time flat. Yeah, and they're bases. Let's be honest. You're going to put something on them. Or, in a lot of cases, just replace them with whatever you want. Yeah. I do like... I mean, I understand when you make your game, you want your specific bases. But having standard size bases is such a joy to work with because there's a million alternate bases already out there. Yeah. You know, now, you don't have to reinvent him, the wheel, so to speak. You know, because he gave me the rules, and he was like, hey, look these over, figure out what you think, let me know, so on and so forth. And I asked him, you know, and he gave me some of the 
starting characters because he's going to have like starter boxes and you know type things you can just buy multiples at one time and i was like well what's the size of your you know your standard army he says 25 millimeters the standard size of your basic troop mm-hmm. and then you'll have bigger mm-hmm. ones like i'm sure the warg rider orc on the wolf and the wolves will probably be a little bit bigger type thing And then, of course, like that mech is on a 40 millimeter base. Mm-hmm. Someone's mowing their lawn really late at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, that's the only time you can do it. Yeah, I might take a look at their game. I'm not necessarily looking for another game to play. I just saw the models. was like, those look cool. Yeah, and like I said, it's super cheap. 10 to 12, you know, or 12 to 15, 20 bucks, depending on what it is. 15, 20, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's played on a two-by-two. Yeah. I mean, very light terrain. Rules were really, really simple. Yeah, I mean, super skirmish is always cool. You can bring whatever the hell you want. Well, at some point, I think we get... Some of these games get so in-depth and all, and they... I don't want to say forget, but they lose a little sight that the end result is for just all those just, just have fucking fun. Yeah, that's what I was talking to him because he asked me about some rules. And I says, you know, I was like, well, you probably need to think about this, think about that. And he was like, because there wasn't many, like, ranged models. He only gave me a bunch of melee models to, to test with. And I says, well, what about range? And he says, well, you know, we've got, like, a sniper model that can shoot 24 inches. And I'm like, mm, okay, so the entire board. He says, uh, you well, have to make sure you be got to be careful with that. At an angle, not so much, but okay. Yeah, that's but fine. you understand what I'm saying. Yes. You're you're actually deploy up like four inches from the table edge. And so I was like, you gotta be careful because if a model can shoot and kill something before someone gets to play with it, you know, that's a negative play experience. You wanna kinda yep. stay away from that as much as possible. Yeah, but that's what the testing is for. Correct. Yeah, because he was like, I'd never really because he's he's like, I'm a casual player and I don't see a lot of the big rules interactions that a lot of other people see. Yeah, and that's casual just players just take the stuff at face value and just go and have fun, which is yeah. great. And I was like, yeah, you just got to be careful because you have things that, you know, that can happen. I mean, playing on a two-by-two two is, you know, super tiny. As, as much as they drive me nuts, I feel like the best people to hand a game to are the tryhards. Yes. Because they're just looking like they just so want to be good at a game they will look for anything within the rules to be good at a game. Yeah. They will look for anything to break the system for yes. their advantage. Yes. And not because they want to break the system. They just want to do well. Some yeah. people, it's their challenge. Some people, it's their ego. You know, it is what it is. Not necessarily judging this case. They're great. They have their great uses. And honestly, in a lot of games that are super tight, they're still perfectly fine to play against yeah it's just they just they just find with them the broken janky shit yes you just want to make sure they report the broken janky shit so they don't abuse it whenever it comes to playing because i'm gonna play all the berserkers at once so you can see this shit's broken so you can fix it yeah (laughs) uh where's my elmer's yeah, because I, I know one thing that happened and somebody didn't report a broken jank, then took it to a tournament, played the broken jank, and then they were like, oh, we're fixing that. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew you would. I was like, but you were a tester. You should have said something. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the problem I have with uh, the privateer press mold of public Plato's. I love the idea of getting it out there, but some people aren't going to say anything because they want it. They want to abuse it in a tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I don't really, I don't really yeah. worry about that anymore. Not too worried about it so much now anymore. Nowadays, with the internet being so prevalent, it's going to get around super quick. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to say, I'm going to use it in the tournament because I found this secret broken jank. And they're like, oh, I'm going to use that too. And then someone else is going to go, oh, I'm going to use that too. And then now everybody's using it. And then somebody's going to go, we're fixing that. And then the rage. Oh, you're nerfing my entire army. Yep, go fuck yourself. Because I remember that one time, what was in 40K, they had to make the ruling that if uh, you had no foot troops on the ground, you were considered game over lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because they played, someone played an entire... Well, because they were playing Deep Strike Armies, and their whole idea was to go second, drop down, and win because they could do damage to their enemy real quick, and the enemy couldn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was... I remember that people were like, "Oh, you're just nerfing everything because you I'm like no, because it's a game and it's fun first, competitive third. If you switch those, then you've made a mistake. But we do need the betters of those people because they're not all that way. Some <laughs> of them are just, it's just a challenge. You know, those are the engineer types." It is a problem. How do I solve this problem? They just solve the problem. They're not looking at it from another standpoint. And if the solution is too good to the problem, they'll report like, hey, this is too good. You've got to do something about this. Yeah. You know, it's it fine. Broken as fuck. Yeah. It takes all the kinds. you got to make sure you get all the kinds in there so you don't have, you know, day one erratas. Though day one erratas do happen. Not any every game can't play just the way we want it to. Yeah. Someone was upset because some book released for 40k, and already there was going to be an errata for it, and they're like, "Yeah, they can't catch everything." No, because you also have to send it off to the you know get printed. Yeah, and the playtesters still have the stuff after it gets printed to keep looking at stuff, and it's not going to get fixed. Because then you would bitch, "Hey, I don't have my stuff yet." Yep. It's, you got to walk that fine line. And it's not like you don't know they're going to do a rata within the first two weeks anyways, or a month or so, a month anyways. They do it. That's just what they do. Just don't have it where the entire book is worthless, a.k.a. Dark Souls RPG. Oh, did they fuck something up? Oh, bad. Like, they had to reprint the entire book. And had, to give, no... and had to give everybody refunds and print the entire book over again. I'm impressed they're still in business. That'll end some businesses. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, they, um... The game was so broken that even starting characters could not even use the weapon they were given. So that means the... someone did not do the the one of the early things. The first thing you do with a role-playing book is I read through it. Yeah. The second thing you do, you make a character. Yeah, they didn't make a character, and you can tell. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, the starting, the starting equipment they couldn't even use because they didn't have the stats to use it. And they're like... Oh, you're a you're a heavy weapon user, but you don't have the ability to use your weapon. Like awesome. Mm. Yeah, there there was like a ton of grammatical errors. Um, Steamforge Games did a really mess up on that. 
Like they, 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 it wasn't like they could just give an errata for it. It was like, we're reprinting the entire book. Oof. Yeah. That's no bueno. Yeah. I mean, which is bad because that's all that money gone. Yep. Shipping is what kills on that. Not even the printing, the shipping kills you on that. Yeah. Because all the, because that was done by Kickstarter, I believe. Yeah. I mean, shipping doesn't always kill you. I know, uh, like, uh, Soda Pop Ninja Division, uh, they have some things for Relic Knights available. And if you order something off their web store and you have something, they have something available from your Kickstarter, they'll cross reference and send it with it because you're already paying for the shipping. But they're not going to ship it separately until it's all done, which is probably going to be, uh, let's see, never carry the never, uh, never. They don't even update anymore, which is good. I'm like, don't even pretend. You should just say, look, we don't think we're going to get it. We're done. But that would trigger a lot of angry people. What? Like, I'm not going to be angry at this point. It's been fucking years. I don't even care anymore. It's like Robotech Tactics. Fucker. Well, they well, lost a license. That was a terrible from the beginning. Yeah. Would have been a great game. Would have been a fun game. Would have been kind of cool. Mm, questionable. I say the potential. Let's say had potential to be a really yeah. good fun game. What time is it? By the way? Uh, time for media section. Damn, it is. We're gonna have Kathy yelling at us in her head. Get off and go to the media section, Gonzo. And I'm like, <laughs> nah. <coughs> so, like I said, we're gonna be doing, or I'm gonna be doing some painting the chibi models and highlighting their models and. Doing stuff, and I'll need Kathy's expert advice on how to do some of that stuff eventually. So, because I've never painted for somebody before, and I'm not really painting for somebody, I just want to make sure that I highlight their stuff really well and say this stuff is really fun type thing. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Cookie, I built one model, and when one mech was uh, 15 pieces, I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm like, that's it. I still have my Kickstarter over there of what they were, what they gave me. I was just going to make you, make sure you spent it, John. <laughs> um, yeah, that, it, that, that's, that's a big sore spot. I still have it. I wish it could have been good. Would have been fun, but you never, yeah. I got nothing from it because all I had was this Wave 2 stuff that never came out. Because I had a sinking suspicion it was going to uh, go down in flames. And I was right. Yeah, I think like one arm was four pieces. And these things are like super tiny. I don't really mind that. It's just... Oh, it was bad. You don't do something like that when you're about to lose a license. That's fucking stupid. But Playdame's never been... Uh, curse with an overabundance of intelligence. What? Anyways, media section. I have uh, a TV thing I can talk about briefly because I don't want to spoil anything. Another TV thing I can talk about a little bit more with Gonzo, I'm pretty sure. And then a video game talk about that's important to talk about because stuff. Let's give Kathy her first one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which one? Uh... Not the one that you and I can talk about. You're you alone. You want to hear about the Peter Sellers one? Or, sure. your, or, your, or your cartoon. Your animated feature film. That's true. Yeah. I, 
I watched a Disney movie today, and I hadn't seen it in a long time. It's a classic, uh, 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> the cartoon, of course. Yep. And, uh, damn, that's good. <laughs> like, I know it's based on, on the book, and, and I read the book when I was a kid. And and the book was, of course, book's always better than the movie. Um, 100%. Pongo and Perdita's arduous journey from London to uh, Suffolk, I think, uh, was a lot more long and arduous in the book. And the escape of the dogs was a lot more fraught in the book. But, I mean, it's a kid's movie, so of course they don't need it to be, you know, a whole bunch of all that. Uh, it, it, it's a fantastic one and the Cadet Cruella de Vil song is amazing I have loved it forever I have it on collage tapes <laughs> uh, it's such a fun it's such a fun movie I give it zero space herpes and I feel like everyone should watch it and it's on Disney Plus so yeah. awesome Fun, fun as an adult to rewatch it after many years. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Oh yeah, long. been forever. You know, and it's not like I have kids to watch it with, but I still, I still was able to enjoy it. Awesome. I'll go next since Gonzo's being quiet. Sorry, something. Uh, I'm going to talk about the reason why I didn't watch a bunch of stuff. So I'll start off with uh, MechaWarrior Line did a, <laughs> a, a patch which changed their whole skill tree, which is super cool. Made it less <laughs> complex, so even someone like Gonzo can figure it out now. Oh, shit. Uh, and then they also ended, added the thing called Event Queue where they have weird uh, battles where they just changed the whole thing, um, you know. Uh, they had, let's say, last night, which is the most fun I had, was uh, me and my buddy Big Night were playing. And they had, it was 8v8 or something like that. And it was all medium mechs only. They had a tonnage limit. There was technically no heat, they said, but really there was heat, but it wasn't. It was it was much, much quicker dissipation of heat. All your mechs were twice as fast. Dang. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a fucking hoot. You got mechs that are already stupid, just running around everywhere, firing these giant volleys of lasers that normally you would never think of, but no heat <laughs> means unless you were egregious about it. Uh, and you could be egregious. Uh, Big Knight did one where literally he just cooked himself immediately. <laughs> like, if it was so much heat that even their, whatever they coded, couldn't overcome it. He just <laughs> blew right past that to... You're going to lose this torso now. Uh, but this is super fun. They have a lunch that we did the Irby Derby uh, earlier today. And we just take an urban mech. Whatever one you want. No heat, unlimited jump jets, a little bit faster, and run around murdering each other in their giant trash cans. Uh, I'll be honest, it is super fun. There is a downside to it is that the normal queue breaks a little bit when they do that because they don't have enough population to have both actively going with normal parameters. So they have to turn off the limiter that controls who plays with who. So normally if Gonzo drops being tier 5, he would drop and only see tier 3 or lower people. Uh, when the event queue is active, Gonzo will drop, he can see anyone. 
it could be Gonzo and G-Ram, who's probably the best player in MWO, and that's a hell of a mismatch as far as goes. Now we get so you can have a, it, it can be, you can have, maybe not, G-Ram could be with a team of just absolute tier five newbies, and you could have a t- you know, tier two through, you know, one, two through whatever veterans, and it could go the other way. It just makes it very weird for games. They're not all bad. I don't say they're all bad. We had some Thursday night that it was just hit or miss. Makes it a lot more hit or miss than it normally is. But most of the events are cool. I would say there's only been... There's one that looked bad enough I didn't play it. And one we played and we're like, eh, this looked like it could have been something, but it needs to be fixed. But they're doing that. They're going to put a forum topic up tomorrow about all the events and what you thought about them. I actually dropped with uh, one of the developers twice. They know certain things are broken, but everyone's having a good time. So it's a good type of broken. So it's a hoot and it takes a game that is ostensibly on its last legs and gives it a little more life. So I'm super chuffed by that. Uh, I would say you'll see some tomorrow night when I stream, but the event queue's off tomorrow. So you won't see any, you may see some, well, Thursday's challenge, like maybe next Sunday, as long as I don't have a problem again. So, Gonzo, what do you want to talk about? Um, I finished uh, the series Night Sky, uh, the first season. Uh, Night Sky has J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek, and in their wow. um, basement of their cellar, they have a machine that lets them sit on another planet. And they can see they're on another planet. That's basic what it is. And it's not no spoiler or anything, but it's got interweaving plot lines uh, because there's some other people that have some similar machines. Um, and a and I'll put quotes. Alien shows up in their machine one night, and they have to deal with this. The first few episodes, they're just like, okay, it's decent, you know, sci-fi, kind of cool. Plus, J.K. Simmons is fucking amazing in this. He plays a grumpy old man. And I'm talking what? like like curmudgeoned old man type thing. And he plays it so well. He's so good at it. Um, there's a lot of plot lines in this show. They've got the story of their son, which you find is dead before, you know. And you gotta f- they find out how and why he died. Um, you've got another family that's in Mexico. you got got you know, another group of people here. And then it starts getting like a lot of things. And I'm like, man, they better do some wrapping up. Cause it's like eight episodes, about an hour each roughly. And, uh, first few episodes, it's like, okay. And then it starts picking up and you're like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell? Is it a good or a bad? What the fuck? It's a, it's this... a good because there's okay. like, and, and I don't want to spoil it because there's, there's things going on that you have to piecemeal together because, you know, it's like three stories, three different groups of people happening in all this. And you're getting into it and you're like, okay, whoa, this is actually a lot bigger and it's a lot, it's expanding a lot more than I thought it was. Um, and it's, it's not really on a cliffhanger, um, the last episode, but it does have a big, oh shit type thing. And they're because, setting up another season. Yeah. A hundred percent. Hopefully it goes another season because they there's a couple of characters that just like kind of disappear and you're like what the fuck happened to them, um, but it is sci-fi modern sci-fi, 
um, type thing. And like I said, I'm not going to ruin any of it because it's it, any of the plot of it, but it's a lot bigger story that they're, they put on than what they show in the trailer, which is good. Cool. Yeah, cool. Um, I really liked it. I, I, I love J.K. Simmons as an actor anyway. He's he's really good. I like him. Yeah. Sissy Spacek is, is good. Um, but she's proven her worth yeah. decades ago, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's got a bunch of new people uh, playing in this. So, I mean, it, it's good and solid. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, not worried about any like special effects. It does have some good comedy in it between J.K. Simmons and his neighbor um, type thing. But uh, I enjoyed it. I'd probably give it like one space herpy just because it starts off a little bit and then it starts building and you're like, okay, this is good. This is getting better. And then like I binged watched like the last four and I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm, I'm good. I, I want season two. So I want to see what happens and what's going on and why all these other characters are really fucked up. So Fair enough. I'm, I, I enjoyed it. Kathy. Uh, I was just sitting here pondering, uh, Cruella DeVille still and <laughs> how the hell they thought it would be a good idea to make a movie based on this horrible evil mm. bitch yeah yeah I mean absolutely this, this I mean completely she wants toxic. to kill dogs That's, she there's... orders people to, to to kill and skin them like yeah, there's there's no coming back from that. That's that's unrepentant there's, there's evil. There's nothing romantic there. There's no. There's no. Oh, they had some trauma in their youth and now they're evil. No, no, I don't care. I don't care what their trauma was because at some level, there's a lot of people that experience hellacious trauma, and don't. They don't turn resort into, to killing and skinning dogs. They don't turn into murderous, you know, murderous evil people. I feel like we had a little bit of this discussion when, when Gonzo reviewed the Cruella movie where we're yeah. like, yeah, how do you fucking we, do? You're not going to make her sympathetic. Yeah. We it, did, but the whole time I'm watching this, that was in the back of my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, how did they think this was a good idea? Yeah. I, you, you, it was a simpler time. You, you can't go in. Oh, okay. She had a rough life and everything. Still doesn't give her the fucking gall to skin puppies. Uh-uh. I'm like, that would be different if, like, you know, she I mean, was... if you ever wanted an indictment of the fur industry to make it seem like the absolute most horrible industry ever, this movie is fucking it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I could, I could give her sympathy if she's like, I'm going after politicians because I wrote a bunch of laws that killed my mom. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to skin them and wear their... Wear I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, sure, horror movie, go. Yeah. Puppies? Nah. Puppies did not a damn thing to you. Oh, goddamn right. Sorry. You want to talk about your Peter Sowers movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was 1968. Uh, it was written by Neil Simon. Okay. Uh, and it's called After the Fox. And I feel like the the little intro song may have been the best part of it. <laughs> Ooh, peaking early. Now, it was weird. Uh, it was full of uh, male chauvinism. Of course. 1968, what? It was, there was 
crazy stereotypical uh, Italians portrayed all over the place takes place in Italy and Peter Sellers is this Italian guy and actually weirdly he brilliantly acted because I've watched a bunch of other Italian like crime dramas and stuff and there are some mannerisms that he does like this facial thing he does with his chin where we just you know it's, it's, it's this thing that you recognize there's something they did in those dramas. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And, and some of the gestures, which I thought was really interesting. But the whole plot of this, and, and it says it's a farce by Neil Simon. And I like Neil Simon farces for the most part. I mean, Neil um, Simon was a huge deal for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but so the, the premise of this is there's a huge gold heist in Cairo. And they want to figure out how to smuggle this gold into Italy. And, uh, and they're looking for somebody who can do the job. But Interpol, or whoever it is, international you know, crime fighters, <laughs> are, are looking at the, the few different people that are capable of doing something like that. And so they, they show them, you know, and then they talk about this one guy, the Fox, he's in prison in Italy. And, uh, so it starts out. It's funny. Uh, yeah, there's sexism. Uh, but like the main character is just this male chauvinist who wants his sister to, to stay home and never go out and she wants to be an actress and he thinks that's you know a terrible thing and uh manhandles her more than once to, to get her home again and uh yeah, this, those haven't aged well have they yeah no no they haven't <laughs> aged well at all no but but it's still it's still entertaining up to the point where they they have to they they get the the gold the gold is they they engineer this whole thing where they're making a movie in a small village on the coast just so that they can get this ship with the gold on it to this village in the coast and then transport it they realize that if you're making a movie in Italy everybody in the village is going to be insane gaga for you know let you do whatever you want there's movie stars, you know, the police are going to protect you from everything because that's what they do with actors and movie stars and, you know. So the side of their van is Gold of Cairo. That's their movie van. And uh, so it's totally obvious, not hidden at all. This is their movie. But but it falls apart once the gold is actually being uh, pulled up onto the shore and put in the truck. And then the truck leaves. And then and then it's like it's a different movie all of a sudden. Takes a hard left or right turn and, and yeah, into a different genre. Yeah, and then it just kind of falls apart there. All of a sudden, they're all in a criminal court. And... 
no, it's just like the pacing and and the humor and everything changes. And you're like, well, what what the hell is this? It's tough for a movie to to handle a hard hard turn like that. I feel like they just uh they were they were plotting along, making this movie and then somehow they must have been rushed to the end or it was poorly Bucket, edited let's at the it end. Oh. Could be editors. Editors don't care at all. So, yeah, it was a disappointing resolution. So I'm going to give it three space herpes. <laughs> three golden space herpes. Yep. Would I watch it again? Possibly, but not anytime soon. Fair enough. Uh, uh, the other things I watched, uh, I'm sure Gonzo and I could talk about uh, Strange New Worlds, but let's talk about... Stranger Things, uh, season four, episode one. No spoilers, of course. Um, and I'm not going to rate it because Stranger Things always starts off the same way, where they have all the extra school and drama all set up in the first episode. So it's very front-loaded with that to let mm-hmm. you know what's going on. And if you don't like some of that stuff, like me, it makes the first episode seem a little rough. Uh, this was no different, though they do set the stuff up. It is a little uncomfortable because, honestly, uh, he's right there in the, in the description for their high school. Bullying and shit is not a thing I like. Um, high school was bullshit enough to have people comically bullying people, but um, that's all very very much what you expect. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, they did do another big D&D thing with the kids in high school and you know, joining the older kids group. Um, it starts off handled a little heavy handedly, but ends fine. Um, definitely worth a watch. I'm looking forward to the next episode. It's a little bit longer, hour and 15, hour and 20, something like that. All the episodes are like an hour 15 plus now. Yeah. So, um, I, I think they could have stopped it earlier, but I don't have a problem with the pacing of the episode necessarily, but so like I said, I'm gonna hold off till the end, but I'm enjoying it so far. I'm watching that tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry, it was more important to me than Obi-Wan. I still have to see the third season, otherwise they probably would have watched that too. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I decided to watch, and it's on, I think it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, they decided to remake Firestarter for the third time. Um, it, yes, based off of the Stephen King novel. Um, and... I was not expecting much when I went in there to watch it because, I mean, I know the story. I know how it falls, but they didn't do anything. They didn't, the remake didn't do anything worth a damn. Uh, You know, they updated it to, you know, modern day. Like they have, you know, they talk about Wi-Fi and the internet, but it didn't go very well. The pacing was slow. The characters were not believable. You didn't give a crap about people at all. Hmm. It just was the worst. Yeah, I mean, I didn't care about the father and the mother that much. Um, just didn't feel like you know anything. Uh, the child, I was like, okay. I didn't feel like she was, you know, angry, you know, type thing. Because, you know, she loses her temper and it, you know, starts the fires. And, you know, that's she goes in and goes all fire starter batshit crazy. On people, and I was just like, 
just didn't feel it. I was like, everything was just bland and boring. And the ending was like, stupid. It was just dumb. Sounds like a skip it. It it was a skip. Uh, If you want some background noise and you don't care what's on the TV... Fine, but I mean, I would definitely skip this. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's if like you a want three. some background noise and you don't care what's on the TV. There's this thing invented called music. music. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Music is a good background noise. So, but I mean, yeah, I would skip it. it it's like a three. It's not even a mad two and a half. It's like a it's a three. Fair enough. Kathy, you got anything else? I mean, she's got Obi Wan with you. Yes, let's do Obi Wan. Yeah, because because you only have five minutes left. Yes. Go for it. I'll let you start. Yeah, we, Gonzo and I both watched Obi-Wan, the first two parts. Um, I enjoyed it. I also, like John, was not a fan of the prequels by any stretch. In fact, I only ever saw them in a theater with my niece because she I, wanted to see them. I mean, I've seen them since, but uh, they're, they're, in my opinion the weakest of the Star Wars media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I found them to be surprisingly interesting. I really enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I will say that the trailer kind of misleads you on what the show's about. Uh, it misleads you on purpose. Um, because of that, because they kept a lot of this hush hush. I'm not going to spoil it because, of course, John hasn't seen it. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It brought out the little kid in me watching, you know, Star Wars when I first started, you know, type thing, and seeing characters. It, it didn't go that far for me. It did for uh, me. Hey Mo. Hey Mo. Mandalorian went that far for me. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I would find far. it hard to bring up kid feelings because it's not like it's Alec Guinness or anything, you know. But that's to be yeah. fair, it's a long yeah. time ago for that. Correct. But it, it brought up, it brought up like, oh my gosh, this is hitting, you know, the, my my Star Wars feels. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. I thought it was no, really cool. good. I thought it was really fun. Um, I make, I mean, they expand on certain things, and I hope they expand more. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it actually brings up one of my points that I like to make is that due to the way the prequels were done, it all just sort of falls apart when they keep doing more prequel shit. Yeah, this like one... the Clone Wars when they mentioned it, Obi Wan mentioned offhandedly, sounded awesome. Yeah. And then it happens, you're like, it's what? not as awesome as imagined it. Yes. And doesn't necessarily mean it's not necessarily got some cool parts, but you imagined so much different. And then yeah. the same thing. Look how old Obi Wan was, and look how old he's not. Correct. Yeah, that's. So and you're like, mm, this is a gap. This is a it's gap falling filler. Apart. Yeah, this is a gap filler between three and four. Uh, I, and we'll that's, see how it is. That's one. That's one thing that I agree with you, John, because this is supposed to be. And I don't feel like it's a spoiler to say that it's ten years after. Yeah, they they show Luke. Uh, yeah. And and then, so and Leia like, a kid. ten years I saw later that on Twitter. is when New Hope is after after this. Yes. Yeah. So I just don't see him aging that much. Yeah. 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 That, that's but, that that's that's one of the things that some people got bugged by, and I can get that one. That I can understand. Well, I mean, he's aging like old school aging. So I actually saw a thing uh, online where they showed people we thought were super old archie bunker and all that and then their actual ages <laughs> which is not nearly as old as you think 
like yeah. uh, Red Fox in Sanford and Son is my age. He's actually my age. They do that a lot to make us think that people at certain ages look old. I mean, some of them do, but some of them just Hollywood they, and all screw everything up with that. a lot back yeah. in uh, the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Uh, and, and Perry Mason is one of those examples because, you know, I've watched a ton of Perry Mason, so I can always go back to that. But every time they have somebody who's supposed to be elderly in that show, the only person who's actually elderly in that show is Lieutenant Trigg. <laughs> Every other person who's supposed to be elderly is young with like white hairspray or something uh sprayed on their hair. Yeah. It I looks like, really fake. I feel like only in recent years have they started to just embrace the fact that at certain ages old people don't aren't actually that fucking old, you know? And it's okay yeah. to show old people, not someone dressed up to look old. Yeah. Like uh, I saw them uh, doing uh, Doctor Who. There were there were films in Doctor Who, and they had uh, Donna's uh, grandfather on it. And this oh, kept he's going. A great he, character too. He's a great character, and that he's he's actually getting old. But it looks mm-hmm. like they just they embraced it. They're not like trying to to skirt around it, which is good. Yeah, they're not saying like old people can't act. Somehow. Yeah. It's just it's just one of those things that that but it's one of the reasons why I don't like the prequel stuff as much because when you start. You get those fridge moments where you start to think about it and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine I'm going to like it. I'm not thinking I'm not going to like it. It's just you have to have your priorities, that stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I, I can see that being an issue, but we've got, I think it's there's... It's a small nitpicky issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got, yeah. So what, I think it's supposed to be eight issue, eight, eight episodes or whatever. Episodes? Yeah. Eight issues, eight episodes. Eight parts. Yeah. They're eight, calling I it like part, part one and part two, so... I like that. That's cool. They want to do a second season. I mean, spoiler, Obi-Wan lives. What? <laughs> uh, also, spoiler, uh, a certain selection of Star Wars fans are fuck-awful. And if you catch those people bad-mouthing, woke, oh my god, they got a black lady, so they're woke, please do whatever you want to make them feel as little as they are. Because <laughs> fuck those people. Which, talking about Star Wars, you also got the trailer for Andor. Which looks really good. Yes, because it is expansion uh, on the Star Wars universe that is not just Jedi's, and not yes. the Star Wars Star Wars saga, which yeah, is not good. just the Skywalker saga, which is yeah. good. Um, another prequely one, but kind of good because the only character you're going to encounter that's going to live through all that necessarily is Cassian himself. Um, so we'll see. It's sort of like the same Obi Wan problem, but we'll see how it goes. Um, Trailer wise, we also saw She Hulk. And everyone bitched about the CGI, and then they put out a, like, here's one with more fixed CGI. It wasn't final, just like every fucking trailer you guys see. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Wait until it happens, and then you can I bitch. I am looking forward to that as well. I'm, and then yep. Willow. Hells to the what? yes. Yes. <laughs> I am so in uh, on that. It does not look like they're following the books written by Chris Claremont and George Lucas, which is fine. They were as a trilogy put out in the 90s. Something like that. Um, and I understand, you know, they didn't necessarily fly off the bookshelves and maybe they just want to go a different way with it because it was a hard, hard left turn for that series. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, you do kind of have to write out um, Mad Mardigan and all because, uh, let's be honest, Val Kilmer's not exactly in acting shape. He's had some tragedies in his life. Yeah. And had some, some sicknesses. So it'd be interesting to see what they mind. do, what they do with that. Yeah. Though. I'm looking forward to it because it looks like just a good old-fashioned fantasy storyline. 
Willow is like the one movie that only got one. You're like, man, I could have done with a fucking sequel. Like yeah. the fans where you're like, really could have done with a sequel. How do we have 17 Beastmaster movies? No offense, Kathy. <laughs> uh, but we only got one Willow. I'm looking forward to that because it's got it's got a decent cast and it looked neat and looked fun. November this fall is going to be uh, pretty heavy on fantasy TV series. Yeah, it, it's good. And that that brings up my other points. Like I hope these places start communicating again more. And internally communicating, I bitched on the well, pre before we started about Paramount Plus. Uh, at one point, they had Halo going, and Picard started before that was done, and then Strange New World started before Picard was done. You can't do that. People only have certain amounts of free time, and if you make them choose, you may lose. And if you lose, they may not come back and watch it because I have a tough of the stu- a ton of stuff to watch that I want to watch. Do I go back and watch something that Gondo hasn't given great reviews to Picard? Or do I go, eh, maybe later and go off and watch something that's gotten greater reviews? Yeah. You know, you got to be careful because you might lose people then. Well, guys, yeah, Mo, there's a lot of Beastmaster movies. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, that's a false. I actually <laughs> agree with John. That is false. I, a, I, You know I love me some Beastmaster, however. It's one of the best <laughs> movies with ferrets ever made. That's true. Well, guys, we are going to have to shut it down. It is way past our time, and I need to get Kathy back in her bed to rest and sleep and get yeah, all right. uh, better. He's so. not actually putting me in bed because he <laughs> lives like a, many states a, south, a, a bunch of hundred miles away, hundreds of miles away. That's yeah, a bunch of hundreds. I like that. I, I will call Jim and make him do it then, and <laughs> that might actually and, work. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, we appreciate y'all coming out. And uh, watching and enjoying everything. Um, please take care of yourself. Please yep. look out for each other. Uh, if you see something, say something. Um, we want to we want to see you back. Um, we are going to send you off to Vlieger Dragon. So stick around for that. Right. Um, and that for more than dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. Way better than Gonzo's impression of you. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I do sound more like me than he does. Sometimes. Yes. On, on the scale of Arnold Schwarzenegger to Kathy Wapple, you sound just like Kathy Wapple. Just barely, though. But I could be a more Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you could, but that's not Kathy Wapple. 